Hi everyone, it's Kylie Nicole. Welcome back to my weekly podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on here. I really do appreciate the support and all of the messages and the feedback that I get are so appreciated. So thank you. So today we are talking about success and your definition of success because I think goal setting is so important, but it is one of the things that people forget about. With anything in life, if you are going through it without a target, without a goal, there is always a fairly high risk that you're just going to drift. And drifting means that you'll get to where you're going eventually, but it takes a lot longer. It can be a lot more frustrating. And it does involve a large degree of energetic looping. And by that, I mean, you find yourself, excuse me, you find yourself in the same position, having to make the same choices, and it just looks a little bit different, but effectively, you're not moving forwards. And we want to avoid that. And especially when we're getting our own business up and running, we want to avoid that. So I've spoken recently about the mindset aspect of business and the things that are important and knowing yourself and who you're talking to. And all of that is great. Um, Having a goal is one of the most effective directional tools that you can give yourself. So, and again, I suppose it depends on how you're motivated. I do very well with a goal. I do very well under pressure, even though I prefer not to have the pressure. I deliver under pressure with no problems. (laughs) So (laughs) I think when I know that I've got something to work towards, it gears me up and it motivates me. If you're not wired like that, then possibly having a goal is not going to be as helpful for you. But I haven't met anyone who isn't guided and directed by having something that they need to achieve in a time frame that they've given themselves. And the time frame is often flexible. Like you don't need to hit that exactly. But if you're there in the, you know, in that thereabout region, then you're still effectively achieving what you want to achieve when you want to achieve it. And that makes you train your brain to believe that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And as you start to be accountable and to validate that experience for yourself, it teaches you that you can continuously do that. And it doesn't matter how how big that challenge is. If you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And that sets you up to believe straight away that you will and what you believe becomes your truth. So as we go down this rabbit hole, you can see why it's so powerful. I recommend having short, mid and long term goals because it's really hard if you're planning, like if you have a five year plan and you have this ultimate result for five years time, it's probably not going to be enough to keep you where you need to be. It would have to be something incredibly life changing or, you know, immediately high pressure to keep you on your path for five years, which is a long period of time. And if you don't have smaller, if you don't break that down into smaller goals or smaller achievements, it's quite easy to lose your way because as you go through the process, you'll find deviations along the track. There are always other things that you need to follow and other things that maybe you hadn't considered that you need to go and address. And then finding your way back to where you were going can be a little bit of a roundabout process and then you get that looping effect again. So in the interest of not looping, (laughs) I would recommend that you sit and think about your business and what you want to achieve and you write down some short, mid and long term goals. Short term, I would say would probably be within, you know, a few days to a few weeks. Mid term, we're talking, you know, a month, a month or two. And longer term, I would say would be like six months and a year would be your only go that far out 
because that will get you to where you need to go in a direct fashion. It's also important to know in amongst all of the goal setting and the daydreaming and all of that, which goes hand in hand. I'm a big fan of daydreaming, by the way, as a yet another rabbit hole on this subject. I think that when you give yourself permission to dream about something, you are breathing life into its existence. And I think that that is something that then sits in your energetic signature as a possibility. And the closer you get to it, it becomes a probability. And having the permission to daydream and to plan things the way you like them means that when everything lines up for that, you're ready to take action on it. It's not a whole new possibility. It's something that you've already experienced, you've already lived. The future version of you has already created it. And timeline is not lineal. So, you know, think about that too. Like don't don't not daydream. Don't not don't discount things straight away just because they're not immediately available to you. But as you're going through the goal setting process, it's also important to know what you're aiming for and what your definition of success is. So what would be the last thing that would have to happen for you to know that you've achieved a goal, whether that is a long-term, mid-term or, you know, short-term goal? What situation would you have to find yourself in so that you would understand that you had achieved that goal? Now, aspects of this was taught to me by my friend Lisa Rice, who is an NLP practitioner and a timeline therapist and all sorts of amazing And when she explained it to me this way, it was like, oh, it's really cool because it it creates an energetic anchor. And when you get to that point, when you're suddenly in this scenario that you had only made up before to hold the space for achieving a goal, when you suddenly find yourself in that space, it's amazing. It's like a goosebumps moment because you're like, oh, shit, here I am, you know, (laughs) and it's great. So what would be the last thing that would have to happen for you to know that you'd achieved a goal? And... Are you would would you perhaps consider breaking your goals down into different genres, like a financial goal or a business goal or a personal goal? Because you can still have personal goals within the spectrum of your business. And I think with money being its own energy, approaching it as its own energy and giving it its own goals is a nice lineal way of doing it. It kind of honors the process. And I'm all about honoring a process. So <laughs> When you when you set these things on your timeline and you say, okay, well, in a week, I'm going to have achieved this, whatever that this is for you, what would success mean to you? So it's not just about the goal and placing the goal on your timeline and then achieving that goal. It's about what that success would mean. Why is it a goal? Why is it important? And who are you? on the other side of that experience. So I'm going to use money as a goal because I find my money story is a very motivating space for me to work in. I think it's because it's such a quick, free moving energy. Money can be created very, very easily, very, very quickly. And in a profound way where I would not have expected it to be possible, my logical mind And the version of me that has been in the employed capacity, in the conditioned employed capacity, where I've had to suffer for every dollar I've ever earned. (laughs) Well, maybe, look, that's a bit dramatic. I have always loved the work that I do, not necessarily the environments that I'm working in, but, or that I was working in, but I have always been a motivated, ambitious person. I just think that the difference between 
feeling grateful for being paid a salary, which is far lower in an an energetic exchange compared to what I was giving versus being able to play with the energy of money and create things very quickly and very easily and in flow. The two worlds are so, so vastly different. And I just know that I love the energy of money. I love the fast flowing creational, co-creational aspect of the energy of money. So to use money as an example, if you set yourself a goal where you're going to make $1,000 in a week for whatever reason, it's not about the reason why you want the money. It's about who you are on the other side of achieving that goal. So you've set the goal for whatever reason. Maybe you just want to play with money. Maybe there's something that you need to pay. Maybe you have a bill that's coming up that you know you need to cover comfortably and you don't want to go into your savings or whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter. But you've set yourself this goal and then you go, okay, so I'm going to reverse engineer this goal. How am I going to create this? I can either do, uh, I can either sell X amount of my best selling product or I can create a workshop or I can do a special on this or I can offer a dedicated time to do this particular service. However you decide to do it, it's entirely up to you. And that's what I love about it. Like, it's not about what you're doing it, it's how you're doing it. And I think that that's cool. But then having set yourself up to achieve this goal, you put that out there energetically and you put it out there tangibly on your socials, on your email blast, on your Google profile, whatever it is, however you talk to your people, you put that offer out there and then you wait for the magic to happen. So the magic happens, you provide the service or sell the product to do whatever you're doing and you make that additional $1,000. And then on the other side of that, you pay that bill or you, <coughs> excuse me, you donate it or you do whatever it is that you're doing, however, wherever you're raising that money, you do whatever it is that you're going to do with it. Who are you on the other side of that experience? You're somebody who has set yourself a challenge and you've achieved it. And it doesn't matter what the challenge is. It doesn't matter how big or small or how much of a push it was or how easy it was. It doesn't matter about the flow, whether there was flow or whether you had to struggle. It's who you are now that you've achieved that goal. What does the landscape look like from your new vantage point? Because what it looks like is possibility. If you learn to do what you say you're going to do, you are then learning that there is more than that. Like what else is possible? And the energy from what else is possible is absolutely huge because it takes you out of a preconceived conditioned limitation like a box that someone's put you in and it's setting you free to possibility. And what that does is it tells you that if you don't like the options that are in front of you, you get to create the third option. That's your your right, your joy, your responsibility even. So you don't have to play with the energy of money in any way that doesn't nurture you, uplift you, challenge you, excite you, all of the positive, high vibrational things. You don't have to suffer for money. You don't have to sacrifice for money. You don't have to compromise for money. And when you learn to understand that, it frees up this whole other little secret part of your brain and it goes, wow, what else is possible? So success for me is not necessarily tied to finances. I use money as a, again, like my energetic exchange, my the way I play with the energy of money. It's something I love and I see it as a challenge. And it also teaches you to look past glass ceilings and to create alternative opportunities for yourself. In terms of uh, having money and having abundance and having excess money, 
you start to get used to that. You start to, you know, first when you start off, you're in a position where you're going, you know, maybe you're struggling for money all the time. Or maybe you're going from having a lot of money in your account to not very much in your account to a lot in your account. Like maybe you're down to your last 75 cents and then somebody pays you and you go through the scarcity cycle. And that gets exhausting. But it does teach you to get comfortable with larger amounts of money. And then you upscale in your life and in your business and you're in a position where not only do you have money, all the money that you need, you have excess. So then you can start saving or you can start investing or you can start playing in that space. And obviously every level you go to, you have to readjust and you have to go through the money blocks and the money mindset and all of this stuff. But I just use money as this challenge as something to play with to see what else is possible. Success for me is not linked to what I'm earning. It's not linked to the amount of money in my bank account at the end of the month. Success for me is how many people have I helped? How many people have I assisted in their direction? How many people's lives have I changed in a way that has given them a different perspective, like the tools? You know, they say you teach a man to fish and he'll feed himself. You buy what you, I I don't know the full analogy. (laughs) You give a man a fish and he will eat for a day. You teach him to fish and he's he's covered for his life, basically, uh, in a paraphrased and somewhat clumsy version of that. But I want to know who I've taught to fish. I want to know who I've empowered. I want to know whose life I've changed by a different perspective, by a different experience, by a different tool that I've given them. And for me, that's success. So when I am teaching people how to connect on a mediumship level and I see these amazing results, when I am nurturing these women through the Empowered Path program and I see them smashing goals on the other side of that, that for me is success. When I watch people achieve in some small way something that nurtures them, upholds them, uplifts them and starts to change the trajectory of their life. For me, that's success. That to me is a true expression of success. It's not what what I've earned. It's not the money I've made. It's not the people who I've been able to support or assist financially. It's the other stuff. It's the unspoken. It's the, the, I don't know, it's the tangible aspect of an intangible concept. And for me, that's success. And I know that that's what what motivates me. I know that's what keeps me inventive. It keeps me in my creative. It keeps on challenging me to find different ways to help people process information, to help them give themselves permission to unblock energy, to unblock things around them, to step into their space as an energetic being having a human experience. And I think that it's really important to know what your definition of success is. A lot of men in my world anyway see success as a financial, like a recoup. Like what do you get financially out of the effort that you've put in? And they're willing to suffer every hour God sends for that money as well. They're willing to slave and and work with very little thanks or very little respite to earn this money that they then use as a measure up of what they've achieved or how how effective they've been as a person. And it kind of breaks my heart. It's an old school thing. And I see it with my dad. Like my dad is amazing. He's always had his own business. He's always worked for himself. He's he's been wildly successful off of his own back. But he has also worked every hour God sent. He asks a lot of the people he works alongside and he rewards them appropriately. He 
does his best. My dad, I've spoken about him before. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he listens to these podcasts that I'm fine talking about him, but he does have a hero complex. He wants to save people. He wants to make things better for people. He's always aware of the impact that he can make in somebody else's life and how he can help them. And it's a really beautiful thing. I love it about him. Um, I just wish that he could see himself the way we see him because he's incredible and he's emotionally available in the way that most men his age that I know anyway are not. And I love that about dad. But he's also created an empire and lost an empire. It hasn't been a lineal journey for him. And he's very much in a point where what he achieves and what he has is almost like a reflection of the success of his life and the legacy that he leaves behind. For me, from my perspective, it couldn't be further from the truth. But for him, from his perspective and at his place in life and everything, he feels like he's playing catch up and has been for a while. And I don't know if he would ever get to the point where he would be, would it, where he would consider himself successful again or what that would look like for him. I don't know what his end goal would have to be for him to understand that he is incredible, that he has achieved, that he is a provider, that he is an amazing human being. For me, those would be the marks of success. For him, it might be an amount in his bank or paying off a mortgage or... Do you know what I mean? There's like this whole other perspective. And men particularly hold their identity based on what they can achieve in a financial space. I think it's part of a patriarchal thing. I think it's part of the provider sense as part of... It is in some way an ego-based thing as well, which is fine. Like we, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's an alien concept. It's just something that I'm aware of. I would just encourage you to be very clear on what success means for you because it's not, you know, like my perspective is not going to affect my dad's. What I think about success has got nothing to do with him and his perspective has got nothing to do with me. It's a personal thing, a very personal thing. But unless you know your truth, you're not going to know when you've got there. You're not going to know if you're successful if you don't know what success means to you. So I would recommend getting very clear on that, maybe having a bit of a deep dive and seeing what things you would have to have in your life before you would consider yourself successful. And look at the role models, look at your fathers, look at your mothers, look at the things that they've achieved and whether or not they consider themselves successful. And how do they know? How do you know that they were successful? What were the little flags in your life that told you that they were successful people? And if they weren't successful people, this is also powerful because what did they not have? What was not present for you to think that they were not successful? So I'll use my mom as an example for this as well, actually. So my mom is a teacher. She is an amazing teacher and made a huge difference in people's lives. Was she well off? No. Did she have a ton of money? Absolutely not. My mom drove the same car for 27 years and the car itself is actually still going strong. So that says a lot as well as a side note. But um, in my mom's life, the amount, of, the amount of impact that she made on students' lives, people remember her, people who mom taught when they were eight and nine years old still talk about her. When my mom passed away, I had, I had her students from all over the world contact me and tell me what an amazing person she was and what a profound impact her teaching made on their lives. And that is a huge measure of success. For me, that tells me everything that kind of hits every box in terms of success. So she didn't have a lot of money. She didn't have nice stuff. She didn't have all of these things. But she was hugely successful. 
And I'm so, so proud of her. I'm so proud of the impact that she made in the world. And I know that she was aware of that. She was very humble about it, but I know that for her, it was all about her students and what they went on to achieve was her measure of her own personal success. So get clear on on your success story. What does that look like? What would be your own hero story? What do you have to achieve for you to know that you're successful? And don't, you know, even if it is a financial thing, that's okay. Like if you have mad financial goals, I'm 100% in support of that because I love that stuff. Like I love having obnoxious money goals. I, ha- I love having the challenge and the the time frame against it and, you know, stepping into your creative to make it happen. I'm 100% all about that. But don't forget to look past the financial aspect of success. Look past what that might be. Look at your family story. Look at your impact. Look at your business's story. How would you know that you were successful? What would you have to achieve in order for you to know that you were successful? have a little quiet moment about this and write it down, journal it somewhere, write it down in the back of a diary or um, I've got like a little diary that I kind of write my hopes and dreams and wishes and desires in. It's like my little, I don't know, my little manifesting journal, I guess. I don't really like the phrase manifesting because the energy behind the word now is so weird (laughs) for lack of a better word, but that's exactly what it is. I, I write down these goals in my, in this beautiful diary that my husband bought me. And it looks like a little magical book. It's beautiful. And I'll go back and revisit it every year. And it's amazing how things that I wrote down and completely forgot about have happened and how quickly they happen. Because when I look at the date, I'm like, wow, I wrote that in February. I'd smashed that by June. I didn't even know that. I couldn't even remember that that was the thing that I'd written down. But look how amazing it is. Like, look how amazing the the trajectory is. So write down what your version of success is. Remind yourself on all aspects what that looks like for you. And when you tie that in with your goals, so have a success point for every goal, every short, mid and long term goal that you have so that you can have a moment when you hit that mark and you can look back and go, wow, I'm successful. I have won. I have achieved. And also remember that regardless of how wild your long term goals feel to you right now, when you see how quickly you achieve your short term goals and how possible it is you will be a version of you within that time frame to which that long-term goal is completely viable. It's not going to feel wild. It's not going to feel uncomfortable. It will be in reality. It will keep a a possible, viable, probable energy because the closer you get to it, the more probable it gets. And that's something that, you know, that version of you, that future version of you has already achieved the future version of you has already smashed those goals. She's already where she needs to be. So you can have faith and just follow in her footsteps that you will get there too. And when you know what you're looking for, it's easy to know when you've reached that point. So I hope that this has given you a different perspective. It's not just about what's in the bank account, how many private jets you own, how many schools you've built in Africa. That's not, you know, those are great things all on their own. Um, but I don't think that they are a true measure of success. You need to know what your measure of success is and you need to own that, however that looks for you, unapologetically. And have your goals written down, have your success points written down and see how long it takes you to achieve them. 
I would love to hear more. And especially if you have short-term goals and you want to do this as like a little test, a little challenge to yourself. If you have little short-term goals that you'd like to set for yourself, and it doesn't matter how big or small they are, it's, they're not, none of them are insignificant regardless of, of how big or small they are. Because again, every time you achieve, you're training your brain to believe that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And that is where the magic lies. So if you want to share your short-term goals, drop a comment, anything, or, you know, send me a message, send me an email if you want. Let me know what your short-term goals are, and then you can hit me up in a week and tell me if you've, if you've achieved them. Tell me what that looked like for you. Tell me what your point of success was when you realized that you'd been successful. Because the more you talk about it, the more accountable you'll be for yourself. And this is why having like business besties is important as well. Have people who are entrepreneurial, have people with open minds, have people with free thinking, because they're the ones that you will resonate with. They're the ones that you'll vibe with and they hold that space for you in a beautiful way. And I'll hold that space for you anytime you'd like me to. So message me, let me know what's happening. And if you have any questions or if there's anything that hasn't been clear to you and you would like to ask me a little bit more about it, please feel free. I'm, I'm here to help. That's why I'm here. So I am excited for your journey. I hope you have a well, an amazing week. And again, feel free to share your experiences with me on the other side of that. Chat to you next week.